From the heart of Rune Terror, this is League of Legends Radio with your host, Ponderous Sea Lion. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Dota 2 Radio. I'm your host, Pondering Sea Otter, and thank you so much for downloading our most recent episode. I really appreciate all the continued support we've been getting. We've got a great episode lined up for you. We'll be interviewing YouTube content creator and streamer Lily Pichu, and I'll also be discussing some of Riot's newer gameplay, philosophy, directional, I guess, changes, uh, just some of the different things that Riot has been doing recently. Before we start, I'd also like to thank our sponsors over at ComGamers and at ImproveYourLeague.com. You can find them at ImproveYourLeague.com and at CGEsports.com. We'll be right back with that interview after this break. Maybe there's a specific matchup that you always have trouble in, or you want to get better at CSing, or you need to learn the most optimal jungle route for, you know, whatever patch we happen to be in. Regardless of your needs, ImproveYourLeague.com is the best learning tool on the internet for League of Legends. They have over 4,000 categorized videos, including 2,000 unique matchup videos, and really any skill that you need to learn is just a click away. That's ImproveYourLeague.com. 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 Calm. Welcome back to League of Legends Radio. Hey guys, I'm joined this week by Lily Pichu. Uh, hey, thanks for being on the show. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, so what made you want to start a YouTube channel in the first place, Lily? Oh, okay, so... Uh, when I started playing League of Legends, I used to talk in Ventura with my friends, and some of them used to joke that, oh, you sound like Annie, you should, you should make a video on that. So I'm like, okay. So I made a video on it, and at that time, I don't think Reddit was that popular, so I posted on general discussion in League of Legends, the, the forums, when people actually use the forums, and I got a bit of attention from that, and it was nice, so I just kept going. Yeah, the first time that I realized was someone pointed out that you sound like Annie. I was like, "Oh my god, that's so true." <laughs> and uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't think I sound like Annie at all. It's just <laughs> high pitched voice, so people are like, "Oh my god, every high pitched voice sounds the same." Okay, so uh, yeah, when did you learn? How did you learn how to play piano? Because I've seen a lot of your videos, like the one that you covered Warriors in. That was awesome, by the way. I love that. Um, Thank so yeah, you. where'd you learn piano? Um. I started when I was like four years old and my mom forced me to play piano and I hated it. Wait, am I allowed to curse? Uh, yeah, sure. Go for it. Okay, I fucking hated it. <laughs> I used to like kick the piano when my mom wasn't watching and it was really bad. And then she's like, fine, don't play piano. So we stopped lessons. But then, but then I'm like, oh, anime songs. I can play those. So I started playing only anime songs and video game music and and then that's what i've been doing <laughs> <laughs> okay um yeah so uh, how long have you played league yeah. oh i've been playing for a while i played since let's see before ezreal came out that's what i remember so maybe like around 2010 
Oh, wow. So, yeah, really long time. Been playing for a while, and they still suck. So, yeah, that's the <laughs> I mean, you were, you were Diamond last season, though, right? Yeah, but it four years to get it. <laughs> Ugh, not worth it. I'm just so bad at League of Legends. I take forever trying to improve. <laughs> yeah, that's how I feel. I've been playing for, like, uh, I think the first one I saw was uh, Kha'Zix, and I just hit platinum last season but yeah i feel like and then you have all these 16 17 year old kids who are like masters and i'm like <laughs> yeah, what's like the uh, point? was it odd orange the odd orange is yeah the one. and some of my friends too they're all better than me and they're all like way younger <laughs> yeah i mean uh so what do you like uh what do you like to play what champions all that stuff i've, I've seen a lot I of lux in your videos but yeah i love lux but she sucks right now so i haven't been playing her at all um any mid champion like Cassiopeia, Ari, LeBlanc, Oriana is my favorite. Those oh, really? are fun. What inspired your um, TLDR lore series? I, I was watching it and I was like one of my, pretty much in my group, I'm the only one who actually reads any of the lore. So I was watching <laughs> it and I really liked it. So uh, what inspired that? I used to have a friend who really liked Poppy. And I'm like, what's so good about Poppy? So I decided to look up her lore. And her lore was actually really fucking badass, so I wanted people to know her lore, but I wanted it to convey it in a way that it's short, simple, to the point, and people would like watching it, and that's how it started. Cool. And, and they I, really like the poppy ones, so I'm like, hey, I'll just, I'll just keep doing these. I remember when you asked in your comment section for people to give you suggestions. Yeah, <laughs> How many Ergot suggestions you got? Uh, all everyone suggested Ergot. <laughs> So I, I, I never had suggestions after that ever again. <laughs> I was laughing so much when you were doing the Ergot <laughs> one. If you want to just talk about your channel a little bit, what everyone can uh, expect from it if they go on there, what kind of things, what kind of content you create. Um, yeah. Lately, I've just been doing gameplay stuff. Um, whenever like creativity hits, I'll do something else. But just for the sake of a consist more consistent uploading schedule, I'll just upload gameplay. I've been trying to upload more, um, like, life stories, I guess. Kind of like draw my life, but, um, how do you explain it? Like, just, just anecdotes from my life or experiences I've had in League of Legends and just do, like, cute crayon drawings or something. I like doing those a lot. Right. And uh, that's uh, it. And, uh, you do all the drawings in your videos, correct? Yeah. Most yeah. the the cute crayon type drawings, yes, I do those. And uh, do you do those on the computer or? Computer, for sure. There's a crayon tool that emulates the texture of the crayon, and it, it gives us the cute vibe and the simple, you know, storybook vibe, and I really like that, because you can keep it simple. Yeah, I loved your video of how to draw Hot Shot. <laughs> oh my god, I didn't, I actually just did that for shits and giggle, and <laughs> <laughs> people actually liked it, I'm like, okay, because it's, it's like, it's so, like, Hotshot has such mm, defined features. Like, if you just draw, like, a sharp, angular face, a big nose, and some facial hair, it looks like him. I make sure to draw him a bit sad. Yeah, he always looks depressed when he's playing. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I tune into his stream, it, yeah, he just looks like he hates his team and hates everyone in the game. <laughs> mm, being George is suffering. <laughs> uh, anyways, um... Yeah, so what has it been like knowing Hotshot and knowing, you know, all these other famous YouTubers? What's been maybe, like, the most rewarding part about that? Definitely just the fact that 
they're friends. Like, it's like making friends with your coworkers. You know, if you're in the YouTube scene, you're inevitably going to be in contact with other YouTubers. And you're going to meet at conventions and you're going to want to collaborate with some people. So friendships can happen like that. And Hotshot, it, it's cool because then I can, like, fangirl over CLG members, call their autographs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So how much time do you spend uh, with CLG? Uh, not much, actually. Like, I, uh, George is always busy. <laughs> so I'm lucky if I get to visit, like, once a week or so. But oh, okay. that's fine because I have my own stuff to do, too. Yeah, and do you have any, any like, uh, friendships with any of the members of CLG? I think I get along relatively well with all of them. Um, some of them don't really talk much. That's so kind of hard, but yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, is Doublelift anything like his persona? Peter is actually really, really nice in real life. Like, I talk to him every time. I'm just like, hey, Peter, how are you doing? Hope you're doing well. You're a great person, Peter. And Peter's like, oh, my fucking God, Lily, stop trolling me. But it's, <laughs> it's like all in good fun. He's really nice. He's a really nice guy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you have any projects you're working on right now or anything else you'd like to talk about? Yeah, I'm actually trying. I'm working on this video where I want to talk about my high school life. I know it's like really random and not League of Legends related, but, but there was so much shit during high school that I just want to like tell people about. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah I've actually, I watched your uh, Draw My Life and yeah, I briefly touched on it on Draw My Life, but there's so much more I had to omit because of, like, unnecessary details and time constraints. But, yeah, I, I want to, like, um, talk about it more. Because maybe, like, a lot of my fans are also in high school having trouble, too, so maybe it'll help them, you know? Yeah, yeah. I think that for you, just from what I've seen, like, I've I've really liked your videos. And, you know, it's I feel like they're more sort of for a personality like Sky or you or any of those types of videos, it's almost more about the person than it is about the um, video itself. The video, yeah, right. for sure. Because I think that I'm, when people go on to your videos or any of those other personality type videos that it's more because they want to see you than because they want to see gameplay. If, if Does that yeah. make any sense? Would you say that's accurate? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. No, no, no. That's perfectly true. They watch for me. Like my person, like I'm a persona. I'm considered a persona, not like, they don't, oh, let's be honest. No one watches me before like diamond level gameplays because I fucking suck at least. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's, it's weird. Like everyone who, like as I've gotten better at League, I've been like more critical of myself. I think that's like the the Dunning-Kruger effect or something, but, like, all my Diamond friends and all those friends, like, all those streamers that'll say, oh, my God, I'm so bad at League, because, I don't know, I guess they're more hypercritical of themselves when they're playing than my bronze players who are telling me how good they are. <laughs> I, I have a lot of friends who are, like, Diamond, Master, Challenger, so I know it for sure I suck at League. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that... <laughs> I'm sure that... I mean, to be fair, that does give you a little bit of a, you know, distorted perception of the community, how good they are. But yeah, I know yeah. Exactly how you feel. Yeah, um, it also helps me get better, too, because then I get matched up against the same ELO, you know? So yeah. it makes me improve, too. Anyways, while we're talking about rankings, um, can I get, like, a list of tips for solo queue from from Lily Pichu, anything that you have to say to people all before right. they go into rooms. I mute all chat, first <laughs> of all. I never, ever, ever have all chat on because people, once they find out, it's like, oh my god, is this going on YouTube? Oh my god, are you <laughs> recording this? 
let me camp the shit out of you. And it's like so fucking, <laughs> so fucking. And I've had like weird ass comments about my voice and stuff. It's just not worth it because I tilt easily. Um, and if you're tilting, stop playing. And I personally find it that the best time for me to solo queue is when I'm feeling super down, like, like down in the dumps. So like, there's no possible way I can tilt even more, you know? Yeah. So it helps me concentrate. But that's my own technique. <laughs> Only solo queue when you feel like crap. Words of wisdom. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, there's no way your teammates can make you feel any worse than what you're feeling now. It's, it's like weird logic, but that, it helps me play. I also wish Riot would let me play anonymously because I don't like... I really, really don't like being recognized. Like, I wish I could play without people knowing who I am, you know? Right, but I yeah. guess that's not really feasible unless I make bajillion smurfs. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so where did you... Um... Where did you learn to uh, draw? Has that just been something you've done for fun, or? Uh, yeah, actually. I used to get, like, art lessons with all the younger, because I thought I was going to major in art and become an artist or some shit like that, or, and I don't know, and then I gave up on it, but I still kept doodling. Like, once again, like, with piano, anime. <laughs> <laughs> just through anime, and, like, for friends, I draw chibis online, and it just kind of kept going like that. The most important thing is to practice. People always ask, like, do you have any tips and tricks on drawing better or getting better at drawing? And all I say is practice. There's no magic formula. It's just practicing. Awesome. And I think that, you know, applies to League as well. I mean, you have to put a more... Okay, uh, to be honest, League, I've been practicing for years and I'm still shit. So (laughs) I think League is a little... I'm just not good at these type of games. I never was. I'm like... A puzzle gamer, really? Oh, yeah. You know? Like Tetris Attack, I fucking love Tetris Attack. <laughs> My favorite game is actually Pokemon Puzzle League, but no one plays it. Um, So, <laughs> like League of Legends, it's so like frustrating because I want to get better, but no matter how hard I practice, I'm like stuck right now. So, I'm not sure what to do. <laughs> <laughs> right, so what keeps, if you're not, in your words, if you're not good at League, what keeps you coming back to League? Uh, because... I because I know I'm not good at league. I know I always have the chance to improve and get better. At, there's always something to improve on, and like I love doing like stupid shit with my friends, like all heal combo, tank comp, stupid bot lane combos, like stuff like that. Yeah, I noticed. Like, what was your video? Like a Moomoo Lux or something? One of your most recent videos? Uh, I think it was the most recent one was Earth Global Alt, which was really really oh, fun. Yeah. Like, you need like for friends to do it with you but it's really fun if you pull it off that was the one <laughs> where you kept killing kogma right yeah <laughs> oh that poor kogma <laughs> <laughs> he just spawned and immediately had but he was the only moves. one we could one shot everyone else was too tanky so we're like all right kogma he's spawning in 10 seconds everyone ready <laughs> yeah i kept laughing at him spawning and immediately having to press zone yes <laughs> because he was like guys here. stop and all chat <laughs> <laughs> oh my god right thanks uh so much for being on the show no problem. Thank you. You're listening to League of Legends Radio. Buzzword. A word or phrase, often an item of jargon that is fashionable at a particular time or in a particular context. And as much as we love buzzwords, Riot possibly loves them more than anyone else. If you just look at all the buzzwords that they've used over the years, you know, Clarity comes to mind. It's all about clarity, even though we've got a summoner spell by the same name, which doesn't promote clarity. Anyways, Riot has taken to a new buzzword recently, and I think that it's very 
interesting from a game development perspective, but the new buzzword that Riot has been using recently is meaningful counterplay. And what is meaningful counterplay? Well, Riot has dictated that meaningful counterplay is just defined by where your opponents have time to react to whatever you're doing and avoid it in some way or another. So examples of spells that promote meaningful counterplay are the new Vigar E, because it's got a delay. Um, just stuff like that where it's very, you know, Jinx W, how the little line appears before it actually fires, you know, stuff like that that you can see coming out. And that's just with skill shots. I mean, there's tons of other ways, like, you know, Zonia's to stop the Zed death mark or Zonia's to stop everything because it's Zonia's. But anyways, examples of abilities that don't have as much counterplay would be, you know, something like Vi's ultimate and the old Rise kit. And I want to talk about Rise for a second because Riot recently reworked him in patch 5.8 and that's gone live. And I think that he's a lot, he's actually not that much different, but what they did when they changed his Q into a skill shot rather than him being completely point and click is very significant as far as, you know, detailing what Riot's plan for this game is because his Q, well, his entire kit before, you know, Season 4 Worlds, it was so fun seeing Rise picked her band in every game, but um, anyways, his kit was entirely point and click based and whether or not you think that's a good thing, that's a fact. His point, he was very quote-unquote brain-dead to play as and not fun to play against, in my opinion. Of course, I play, you know, melee assassins a lot, so that I might be biased. But regardless, not a lot of meaningful counterplay. And so you'd see this rise, and he just... Pretty much the thing with Rise's old kit, again, we're talking about his old kit right now, is that another one of Riot's buzzwords is feast or famine. And that's not really what he was. That's where he was in a balanced state. Either he is completely overbearing and very difficult to play against because he's very strong at lane bullying with his point-and-click Q, or he's very famine, which means that he's weak, and he doesn't do anything better than anyone else, so there's no reason to pick him. And that was the problem with his old kit, because when you've got a very, I suppose the best word would be linear kit like Rises, there's not, you can't give it, an insane power budget typically because there's it's just too overbearing because with rise if you have a lot of damage on his Q and you can just point and click it every three seconds and just slowly whittle away at your lane opponent that's not fun for anyone and I think riot knew that and they they saw that he was too strong so they nerfed him this was back right after probably right after season four worlds I'm not sure the exact patch but uh it was in that vicinity and uh, they nerfed him. They nerfed his damage, I believe. Maybe his sustain. They nerfed his damage. I know that much. Anyways, if Rise gets his damage nerfed and he isn't compensated in some other way, he's just going to get strictly weaker. I think they might have hit his base values a little bit. Mm, not important. Anyways, he got nerfed. And uh, if Rise is not strong, Rise is weak. So because of his um, very one-dimensional kit, He's very weak if he's not, you know, dominating. And so 
I think that when they nerfed him, they realized that, and they had to sort of change him up because when you've got champions like that, nobody wants to play against Ryze when he's in a strong spot, when he's a good pick, and nobody wants to play as Ryze when he's weak. So your player base is not winning either way with the old Ryze kit. So they reworked him recently, and now he has a skill shot. And, you know, a lot of the uh, people on the forums are like, Ryze has a skill shot? (gasps) This is scandalous, Riot. How could you do this to our beloved Ryze? And I'm like, you hated him just as much as everyone did nine months ago. Stop. Get off your high horse. Sorry, that bothered me. (laughs) But, you know, when they did that, I I don't know what to think because... Ryze is one of my personal hated champions. I really hate Ryze. I'm so glad that I don't see him that much anymore. Well, I might when he gets reworked if people discover he's strong, but he's been pretty lackluster for me personally. I think that he could be good, but anyways, regardless, I when I saw him get reworked to have a skill shot, the thing about a skill shot is that it's much less one-dimensional. Like, skill shots are allowed to be powerful, because there is a significant amount of counterplay, and if you don't use that significant amount of counterplay, by the way, that counterplay is very meaningful. Eh? 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 Anyways, if you don't use that counterplay, you somewhat deserve to be punished for it. If you're against Rise and you don't dodge any of his cues and you get wrecked, I mean, you kind of deserved it. You didn't, you didn't do what you should have been doing and dodged it. You just kind of ate it and... You got, yeah, you got wrecked. Get good. But when they reworked and have a skill shot, there's now a more mm, more complex kit, I suppose, he has. And um, you can, your fights and trades and whatever can be decided on whether or not you hit your Q. And the thing is, when you do that, you can increase a champion's power level. Rise is now open to be, you know, buffed or given a more given more rewards for hitting his abilities because, you know, when you rise, the old rise, and you press R and then you, you know, and you do that and you kill someone, yay, you did it. You pressed all the buttons. You you you, you did it. Good job. You yeah. It wasn't impressive. It wasn't difficult. There was no counterplay. <laughs> counterplay. But yeah. And, you know, everything has to have counterplay. But, um, yeah, and it's just, it's our champions that don't have a lot of meaningful counterplay necessarily, like the old Rise, are they inherently unhealthy for the game? And I think that's an important question that has to be asked because, you know, another one of my hated champions is Vi. I hate Vi. I I every time Vi isn't banned, I'm just hoping that the enemy team doesn't pick her. Another one is Lissandra. And you know what those two champions share in common? A kill button ultimate. Vi's, you know, I think Uber Danger in one of his videos said something about, you know, casters who are owned by Riot will tell you that Vi's ult is a, you know, very significant and meaningful addition to the game. But it's OP. And then he's being Uber Danger. Anyways, and I think that he has a point because her ult is not really difficult to use. You just click whoever you want to hit and then you hit them and that's really it. Same thing with Lissandra's ult because you 
just click someone and, you know, stun some fool for however long it is, second and a half, which is a lot in league. But, um, yeah, you do that, and then it's it's not really fun for the person who got ulted. I mean, yeah, there's counterplay. You can get QSS, but, I mean, at the same time, it's just very, very irritating to play against. And another champion that Riot recently reworked to give a skill shot is Vigar. And Vigar was actually one of my favorite champions a couple of years ago, probably when I first started playing. He was one of my first mains, and um, I actually got one of my favorite moments in League from playing Vigar. I was... I was having a good game. I was I was doing pretty well. I wasn't great at Q farming because I was still pretty new, but I had a, a good amount of Q farm. I had like probably 1100 AP. I was nearing my full build, and um, I saw this Ari who was also doing pretty well, and she probably had like 800 AP herself, and I, I knew that it scaled off of enemy AP, so I'm like, I wonder how much damage my R will do. And so just as a purely academic test, I wanted to see how much damage I could do to this full health Ari, <laughs> and I walked up to her, and I pressed R, and she died. I have never, ever one-shot someone. I don't think I have to this day ever truly one-shot someone, and that just felt awesome for me. But you know what it probably felt like for Ari? Probably felt crappy, because there was nothing she could do there. I mean, you can argue that she could have flashed away or whatever, but really, when you're full health, and there's no one else standing nearby, and you don't get hit by anything except one spell, and you die, that's not fun for you. complaining that Vigar having two point and click abilities that are very strong is uh, frustrating to play against. I mean, the real reason I think he was nerfed is because he was being seen as, you know, a support with his E and, um, you know, Illuminati, his Korean support. Vigar was picking up steam and it was during the Assassin meta and everyone was convinced that for some reason everyone thinks that Riot is biased to certain metas. Like, they think that Riot is biased towards Lee Sin and, you know, how much Lee Sin do you see now in the LCS? Not as much as it was before. Really not that much at all. You're seeing the tanky-style junglers like Gragas and uh, Sejuani, Swakajuani, and you're not seeing that much Lee Sin. But yeah, anyways, forget I said anything. I just think it's dumb that people think that Riot favors certain metas over other ones. But anyways, this is during the Assassin meta, and um, Vigar's being seen a lot in, I think, Korea it was probably Korea. I'll just assume it was Korea. And he was being played as a support. I think Lemonation even brought it out in NA one time. Or twice? No, it was Afrim. It was Afrim who were Lemonation. It was one of those two. They were playing Vigar support in LCS, and um, everyone was figuring out that his E, even if you weren't building AP, his E is still incredibly strong. I mean, a 2.5 second stun is just ridiculous. And so when Riot reworked him, they gave that delay on it, and it wasn't really that great anymore. And they also made his uh, his Q a skill shot, which was also a very interesting uh, interesting change. That was one change that most people actually liked, but I just think it's interesting that Riot is moving this way in their um, in their design philosophies as far as you know everything's got to have a skill shot, blah blah blah, and you know yeah, with everything has to have a skill shot mentality, which does promote meaningful counterplay meaningful counterplay. Ooh, spooky. Anyways, and with everything having meaningful counterplay in the kits, I wonder if they're going to make any more champions like Ryze where they have primarily point-and-click abilities because people don't really like to play against that. And so it's just, I don't know. I don't know. People tend to 
be irritated by champions that are not largely, you know, skill shot based or whatever based because it's difficult when they get ahead. Like if Riven gets ahead in lane, it's done. Riven will just continue to stomp you if she gets two kills in lane and you're done for. Like that's not meaningful counterplay. I know there is counterplay to Riven, but when she's ahead, there's not really. I mean, not in a 1v1 situation at least, which I think that that is healthy in certain in certain um situations, I guess, in certain um instances in the game. It's okay for something to not have that much counterplay because if you feed Riven, you deserve to feel the pain because you know what's going to happen if you feed Riven. You know that Riven's going to kill you if she gets fed. And you fed her. You fed Riven. Good job. You 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 did it. You did it. You did it. Trademark. Yeah, so I don't know if Riot's going overboard as far as their whole design philosophy of everything has to have counterplay or if they just think that that's creating a better player experience. So we'll see where they go from a game development perspective in the future, but I just think that's an interesting um, thing that everyone should uh, sort of be aware of is how is the new direction that they're taking. Well, that just about wraps up another episode of League of Legends Radio. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, go ahead and uh, tell all your friends, tell your grandma, tell your dog, tell your bus driver, tell everyone you know that you should listen to League of Legends Radio. You can also follow us on Twitter at LO Legends Radio. That's at LO Legends Radio. One more shout out to our sponsors, CG Esports, Com Gamers, and improveyourleague.com and I actually might start live streaming soon so if you guys would be interested in that you can follow me at www.twitch.tv slash ponderous sea lion if you'd be interested in watching me stream you might even get to see my beautiful face again thank you for downloading this episode and we'll catch you on the flippity flop this has been League of Legends Radio check one two Game Day Media.